Hey, everybody. Welcome to Cafe Grit. This is the place to go when you've got the hankering for purpose, a taste for fulfillment, and you're tired of living the rat race. My name is Beth Ann Gamble. Thanks for stopping in. Cafe Grit is now open for service. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Cafe Grit. I am your host, Beth Ann Campbell. This is season one, episode 17. My job is toxic. What the hell do I do now? So before we start off, I do want to remind everybody that we have a private Facebook group called Cafe Grit. I'd love for you to come and join us. It's a place where you can safely vent about your corporate life, uh, past or present. Talk about what you're doing to find fulfillment, your side gig, your dream career, uh, your business, um, any of that. This is all about finding fulfillment. And there's a great group of people there that will give you their perspectives. Most of us have been there in the past. Uh, A few people still are. So uh, check it out. All right. So folks, I am here today doing this podcast, talking to you mainly because I am able to speak out. So if you, if you haven't listened to season one, episode one, I talk a lot about why I do this podcast, um, because I feel like I have a voice and I've had a voice and I want to use that to help other people. Um, I am able to speak out. I, I always have been, I don't know what it is, whatever it is within me. I am able to move beyond the fear that, we all have for consequences of speaking out at work. Um, I just, I'm able to move by it. I've just, I've been in situations just like you where I, it's been very stressful, toxic. I thought I might lose my job. And yes, there was fear, but the fear and the stress around that was really more coming from a place of disappointment in the establishment or maybe in people and fear of change, not fear that, something would happen if I said something, if there were injustices involved. So I I have a voice. I've I've been able to use my voice. And since I started Cafe Grit, I've I've heard from a ton of people, but I've had a handful of people reach out to me privately about specific situations in their job. So things like harassment, like true harassment, bullying, getting thrown under the bus, sometimes by your own manager, um, reporting incidents of all of the above and having your manager, your supervisor do nothing, not follow the process. Um, even when there's you know, some sort of perhaps egregious violation involved, uh, being afraid to contact HR or their compliance department, um, about a situation, uh, being in the middle of not directly having something coming at them, but being in the middle of a a situation where others are um, to each other toxic or contentious, Um, being taken advantage of, right? So we've all been there where we've been taken advantage of in our our job role. Retaliation from from those that they're trying to speak out about and just generally not getting um, the support that they need from a manager or from HR or from anyone. So in all of these cases that, these people have come to me privately about, there was a common theme. And the common theme is either the person is unable to find their voice or they had spoken out and nothing had happened or um, in a few cases, bad things had happened. So I love doing episodes about fun things like noise and egos, but the truth is that there are people out there that do need help. So, and that's why I do this, this podcast. 
I am going to caveat this by saying, once again, I am not an expert on compliance or HR. Uh, I'm not in HR. This podcast is, strictly speaking, for entertainment purposes only. So please follow up and do your own research. But that being said, I want to throw out some options, some things that I have done or, or would recommend that you do or tips that I would do if in the situations that you all are in. Um, these toxic situations in work, and then, you know, follow this up again with your own research and consulting your um, various professionals. So here are some things that I would recommend if you're in a situation at your job that is toxic in some way, shape or form, some of these things might help you. So first of all, almost every company has a set of procedures that you follow when there is some sort of violation. And it could be, you know, something as simple as you're not even sure violation, like was this really, did I misconstrue or stuff that's just blatant violation. So my first recommendation is, is to look up your company procedures, right? Um, usually that means going to your manager first. Now I know that managers might be the problem. So again, you have to listen to the whole podcast before you, um, you know, assess because some of these may apply and some of them may not. But generally speaking, if you have a company that has a procedure about what to do when you're experiencing an unwanted situation, that usually means go to your manager first. If your manager is not helpful, or maybe your manager is the problem, then, you know, go to HR. Um, now I, I will, I will say that HR is generally there, I believe to protect the company. That is my experience. That's just the world according to Beth. Um, but that can be used to your advantage because if you are experiencing a situation that might tarnish the company, then HR is going to want to be concerned about that. And, um, and, and, and that's not to say that, that HR people are not concerned about the people they are. So I'm not knocking HR. I'm just saying that generally my experience is, is that HR is there to protect the company. You may also have a compliance and ethics team. So this may be different from HR. So they may may be able to help too. You may have a policy there that comes into play. So as you're experiencing these events or these things, bullying, harassment, whatever, document everything. I mean, fucking everything. And I tell this to everybody who comes to me with a situation and, I, and I, I hear it in your voices, folks. I hear this hesitation like, oh, is that really going to help? Yes, it really is going to help. So, um, you know, pull your head out of your ass if you're being resistant to this, because some, some of you are. Document everything. Log your incidents as soon as possible after the, the events. We know that memories can fade. Memories change. Recollections can conflict. So as soon as possible after you experience something, log it. Be as specific and factual as possible. You need to keep out speculation. You need to keep out um, it, trying to get your, yourself into the head of the person and their intent. Just report the facts. Now, it's okay to talk about your own experience. That's fine. But just don't. A lot of people, you know, my boss, like they'll say like my boss was a dick. Well, that's not going to cut it. What does that mean? But if you say something like, During the meeting, my boss, John Doe, leaned across the table until his face was approximately six inches from mine and said, why are you such a complainer? What is wrong with women? I perceived him to be angry with me. His physical stance made me fearful. So you're talking about what you felt and experienced. You're not trying to put yourself in John Doe's head. You're just, 
you're you're explaining what John Doe is, and anybody who would read that would would know that yeah, that's a that's a power stance, that's a intimidation. Um, you know th- that that would be a likely conclusion, um, but you're not trying to put yourself into John Doe's head. So um, factual. Note the dates and times, and who else might have been present, because if this stuff does end up turning into a an investigation of any kind, or even if they just want to get some more information, if you go to HR or whatever, you want to know who's there and what did they do. So, um, you know, Vice President Edwards stood up and said, that's enough, John. Again, it's factual. You're not projecting anything. You're not saying that he was angry um, or that he had had enough. You're not trying to figure out what it was in his head. You're just, it's just, just happened. So again, facts will present the story. And then when you do this log, keep a copy somewhere safe, somewhere not just on your work computer, because if something did happen and your work computer was confiscated, like you got fired, you don't have that there. So, so keep a good log. So sometimes, as we've just mentioned above, sometimes the system is the problem. Sometimes you, your HR is not um, helping you or um, your boss isn't helping you or your boss is part of the problem. If the complaint is fairly egregious, like sexual harassment, racism, you know, protected class kind of stuff, even if it's maybe questionable, you can always reach out, but there are government authorities that might be able to help. So there's the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission, the EEOC, OSHA, if it's a safety issue. And again, I've not used these. I've just, I know people that have mentioned them. Um, you know, it, it's kind of like, I look at the EEOC as kind of like the Better Business Bureau of the corporate world. When I worked in credit card collections many moons ago, if somebody on the phone mentioned the Better Business Bureau, it immediately got escalated. We just, we did not want to have anything to do. We were, you know, it was a, a big concern. So it would immediately go to a supervisor. So, you know, sometimes, sometimes that might help. So if, if you're not getting what you need from HR, your compliance department, your manager, maybe your manager's manager, if there's someone else trusted, but you're just not getting what you need and you don't have any alternatives, maybe your government establishments aren't working, start looking for a job. Seriously. And, and I, I caveat this all by saying, I get it. I'm privileged. I, I don't have fear about losing a job. I don't have fear about finding a job. I'm in, a, in an industry where there are pl- plenty of jobs um, not that I'm looking, but I'm um, just saying in, in general, as a, as a person saying, go look for a job, I say that as a person who knows that in my position, that wouldn't be a, a difficult thing to do. For, for some of you, it is. And I, I, I recognize this. So again, you have to take this all with a grain of salt. But if, if it's a possibility, start looking for a job. The best time to look for a job is when you have a job. Shore up your resume, get some references, and start looking. Go to your network, the, the trusted people in your network. Networking is a great way to find a new job. So um, do that because here's the thing. In the long run, your mental, physical well-being is so much more important than you know, staying with a job because you're afraid. If it's starting to affect you physically, and I know it, it has, you've told me, it's time to get a new job. Um, another recommendation I would have is don't do anything that makes you part of the problem. And I know you, you don't like to hear this, but you have to hear this, right? 
Don't make your behavior inappropriate because when it starts to get messy like that and it's difficult to determine who, you know, which came first, the asshole or the asshole, it's not going to work to your advantage. So don't send angry or passive aggressive emails. Just and don't get abusive yourself, right? If someone's being abusive to you, you have to you have to take the high road because it will um it could work to your disadvantage. I'm not saying, by the way, don't speak out. I'm absolutely encouraging everyone who feels comfortable and safe to do so, absolutely speak out. It's okay to call things out when they happen or or to ask questions. I like to do the play dumb kind of thing. You know, like um you know, Percival, your your tone and your physical uh, position are making me uncomfortable. Please step back. Um, or when people do like sexist comments, I'll say like, I don't understand what you mean by that. Why did you say what's wrong with women? Did you mean to say that all women are complainers or, or only women are complainers? I'm helping me understand this. Sometimes if you call people out and directly address what they've said or done, um, you know, they, they don't, a lot of people don't, a lot of bullies don't expect you to do that, right? They, they just think that they're going to intimidate you and you're going to say nothing. Um, so I like to, I like to do the play dumb and ask questions and then let people know how idiotic they really, really sound, even with the little stuff. So like throw like a girl is one of my pet peeves when I hear people say this. So if I hear somebody say throw like a girl, I'll say, well, what, what do you mean? Throw like a girl, Roger? I, I don't understand. What does that mean? And it, it's, it's, they'll get very uncomfortable. Um, or, or with things like racism, you'll hear people say those people. And so I'll, you know, you call them out and say, Hey, I'm not understanding. What do you mean when you say those people? Are you meaning, you know, Indian people from India or what, whatever their, their thing is. Or, um, I hate one of my, another one of my pet peeves is when people use gay as a derogatory term, so I'll, you know, so like somebody would might say, oh, his speech was so gay. And I'll say, so I don't understand. What do you, do you mean happy? Did, did you, do you mean that his speech slept with, with a, a, um, another speech of the same sex? I mean, really when you call stuff out like that, it makes people uncomfortable and, and it'll send a message that it's not acceptable. Peer, peer social, um, social peer pressure is a very, powerful thing that if the culture does not allow you to get away with whatever you're saying or doing, then um, people won't do it. And eventually over time, it becomes the norm. So it's important. And here's the most important thing about on that topic. If you're not the person who's being harassed or bullied or teased or whatever, say something. Again, it's this social peer pressure. So I wrote a book where the hell's my bacon? And I started this podcast because I have the confidence that allows me to speak out and use my voice when I need to. And these people that have led me to do this podcast that came to me, they did so because I do speak out and I'm able to use my voice. So use your voice for other people too. call out the assholes, the egos, the bullies, the narcissists, the racists, the misogynists, the haters, whatever, whenever you can, you can. And don't forget the little stuff, right? It's little stuff and it's big stuff. It's throwing like a girl, but it's also if you see somebody being bullied, you know, say something, step in. Again, that social peer pressure is super, super important. 
All right, folks. So that's, that's kind of it. Um, I would love to hear your thoughts on some things that you might suggest. I know there are some HR folks out there, uh, maybe some compliance people. I would love to know what you would recommend in situations um, where people are being harassed, bullied, teased, retaliated against, etc. Um, I hope generally for, for all of you, anybody who has experienced this or who is experiencing this, I hope it's helped a little. I know it is difficult it is frustrating. It is scary. But know that you do have a voice. And also remember that your health and your well-being is the most important thing. It's more important than a big paycheck. It's more important than stability. And it's more important than your fear of change. So do not let yourself get sick because of shitty job situations. Thank you, uh, my grit brigade. Um, I appreciate the support and trust. Those of you who have come to me privately with your job pain, um, if there's any way I can help any of you um, out there, please let me know. You can get in touch with me on LinkedIn. I'm Beth Ann Campbell, or you can follow hashtag Cafe Grit. I'm also on Facebook and Instagram, The Bean67. Don't forget again about our Facebook group, Cafe Grit. Safe, private place to discuss all of this in more detail. So thank you all again. Stay strong, have a good one, and take it easy. Hey, everybody. Thanks for stopping by Cafe Grit, where the moxie is fresh, the passion cold brewed, and everything is served with a heaping side of mojo. If you like what's on the menu, please check out the Cafe Grit group on Facebook, where I'd love to hear your feedback and continue these conversations. You can also find me on LinkedIn as Beth Ann Campbell, that's Ann with an E, or by following hashtag Cafe Grit. And I will be forever beholden if you would give me a quick review on iTunes to make the Apple gods happy. In return, I will wish upon you copious amounts of bacon, your favorite hot beverage, and of course, pie. The music for this podcast is called Lounge Cafe, and it's by Dimitri Baliev. You can find more great tunes by Dimitri and others at audiojungle.net. Check it out. Thanks again for stopping by, and remember, you don't have to deal with the bullshit, and there is something better out there. Let's figure it out together. Take it easy. Take it easy.